the $100 MBA show where business is pleasure every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a Q&A Wednesday episode. On our Q&A Wednesday episodes, I answer a question from one of you, one of our listeners. If you have a question you want to ask, just email me over at omar at 100mba.net. Today's question is from Perry, and Perry asks, how do you find guests or guest teachers for your show? Perry is a fellow podcaster, and he's looking to book guests on his interview show. And he asks a great question because many podcasts are interview podcasts. So you're half the equation. The other half is the guests. You need to book guests for every episode. How do you find guests? But more importantly, how do you find quality guests that are great for your audience? I'll share with you how we get our guest teachers and how we reach out to people that we feel will be perfect for our listeners to deliver a lesson. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Support for today's show comes from Ahrefs. Ahrefs is a digital subscription-based software for search engine optimization. This is a brilliant all-in-one SEO tool set. Well, how do I know? Well, I use Ahrefs. In fact, we use Ahrefs so we can be able to rank number one for very competitive keywords for our business, Webinar Ninja, keywords like Webinar Guide and Best Time for a Webinar. We're able to beat out the big boys because we know what we're doing. And that's because Ahrefs gives you all the insights you need to research and monitor your niche, then rank your website on the top of the search engines. And get this, Ahrefs has a seven-day trial for only $7. Sign up today at Ahrefs.com. That's A-H-R-E-F-S.com. So Perry asks how we get our guest teachers, our guests on our show, and that's what I'll be teaching today how to book guests for your podcasts or your interview shows or even interviewing them on your blog. First, let me be quite frank. The longer you do what you do, your podcast, your show, the easier it is to get guests. The longer you have a reputation and an audience, you just become more well-known. In August, the $100 MBA show will be five years old. Over the course of the five years, if any of the guests that we approach or speak to have listened to a podcast, have been on a podcast app, They have heard of our show. They'll see our cover art. We've been around for a while. So it's not totally unfamiliar. It's a lot easier to book somebody when they've heard of you. So I just want to start out by saying, hey, this gets easier over time. Secondly, over time, as your show starts to gain popularity and starts to get better, guests are going to come to you or their assistants are going to reach out to you. I would say about 80% of all the guests that we have on the show as guest teachers have come through an inbound lead. They've come through us. They have requested to be on the show. And that's a great privilege and it's great, but it also means that we have to filter through to make sure that guests are actually going to deliver for our audience. You know, we have to hold up a standard. We can't just allow everybody to be on the show no matter what quality of content they deliver. Also, they have to be willing to deliver the content professionally, meaning invest in good equipment, a good mic, record in a quiet place and not in their bathroom or something with all this echo. So there are requirements that we actually send out to guest teachers when they reach out to us. There's actually an application form they fill out. And this allows us to filter out and kind of understand what kind of person will be showing up on our show. 
We then ask them to submit a guest lesson. Now, the nature of our show is that it's lesson-based. So we have a lesson that's inserted with my intro and my takeaways at the end. But we're able to actually listen to the lesson before we air, before we approve it. So people actually submit lessons before we even approve. And this allows us to actually hear the content and see what we're going to say yes to before we say yes. Now, even though you have an interview show, you could do the same. You can ask them to speak about the topic that they're known for, their area of expertise for maybe about 10 minutes, what kind of information they want to deliver. And this could be seen as like a pre-interview or a pre-qualifier. Now, many people are going to hear this and say, well, I'm a newbie. I'm new to the game. No one's going to do this for me. It's just too much work. We always have done this from day one. When nobody knew about us, we prioritized quality over getting a yes from everybody. This is why it's important to batch your episodes at the start. So before you launch your podcast, you should have a good bank of episodes where you've already had all the guests. And when they air, you can use that as leverage to get more guests. And you're not desperate for the next week's guests the week before. So having a system where you qualify people before you actually approve and air Yes, this means that when people send lessons that are not up to snuff, we do reply and say, this is not going to work. You know, we're not going to be able to air this. And sometimes the content's great, but the quality is horrible. And they just need to re-record it with some proper equipment. When I say proper equipment, I'm talking about a USB microphone, like an Audio-Technica ATR2100 that will cost them $60 to $70 on Amazon. Not much of an investment, but we can't have poor quality on the show. We can't have a jarring experience where my quality is good, at a certain level, and then their lesson jumps in and it sounds horrible and tinny, you got to have standards for your show. And you got to be willing to say no. So think quality, not quantity. Now, I said 80% of our guests approach us, but 20% of the time, we do reach out to people that we do think are going to add value to the show. And usually, this is just done through personal contacts, through networking, through meeting new people. Let me give you a perfect example. I've Got to know Scott McCain, who's a well-renowned public speaker, an amazing author. He just released a new book called Iconic. He's an expert in how companies can distinguish themselves from the competition. And up to this point, we've been friends. We meet each other at conferences. When we're in each other's cities, we have dinner. And after a few years, I'm like, hey, you know, I should have Scott on the show. He would be amazing for our audience. Plus, his voice is silky smooth. So I will send him a text. Hey, Scott, would you like to be a guest teacher on the 100 MBA show? I think you'd add incredible value. Let me know what you think. And I like those types of connections because I know the person. I know what they can deliver. I know they'd be great for our audience. And I had time to kind of understand the value they can offer. So I will reach out to people like that 20% of the time. I also get my eyes peeled. If I met somebody at a conference and they mentioned, hey, they're launching a new product a new business, we've gotten to know each other over the courses of the last few months, I might reach out to them and say, hey, I really enjoyed our conversations at our last conference together. I know you just launched a new product. How about you talk to my audience about that process, what you learned through that process of creating something all new, totally fresh, and incorporating some of your experiences from the past. Again, I'm thinking of the topic in mind and the person that would be perfect for that topic. And this person just went through that experience. So it's fresh in their mind and they probably have a lot to offer. The point I'm making is here is that you want to put your audience first. You want to think of what's best for my audience and find the right topics and the right people for those topics along the way. I highly recommend writing what they call a hit list. 
And this could be a list of a hundred people that you want to have on your show. There's no timeline here. Just you want to get these hundred people on your show at some point in your life. So you're going to write a hundred people, but next to your name, write down what topic would be perfect for this person to talk about. This exercise alone is going to give you a huge advantage because it's going to keep you top of mind. When you write down their names and write their topics, you're going to be a little bit more focused on building that relationship and getting to know them and following what they do and having conversations about those topics so you can see, hey, what can they really offer to my audience if I have them on my show? Now, if you have a brand new show, it's sometimes hard to get guests because they don't know what the show's about. They never heard of you. They don't even know if the show's even going to launch, if you're actually going to pull the trigger and actually do this thing. And people want to be a part of something that's successful, right? So this is where I recommend you go to a podcasting conference, big or small, a meetup, something where you meet other people in the same position where they're starting a podcast as well. There are several conferences that you can attend. If you're in the US, there's PodFest, there's Podcast Movement, there are local meetups. If you're international, if you're in Australia, there's We Are Podcast. There's tons of podcasting conferences you can attend. Meet other people that are starting podcasts and say, hey, I'll be a guest on your show if you be a guest on my show. And do that a few times. You'll get enough guests to get the ball rolling and start and launch your show. So it's in the you know Apple store, in the iTunes store. You're on Spotify, you're on Stitcher. And then you can get the guests on your hit list and say, hey, I have a show. It's actually out there. It's not like about to launch or I'm looking to start a show. It exists in the world. That's a lot easier to say yes to. Guys, I got more on today's Q&A Wednesday. But before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. Support for today's show comes from DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school, stuck in the office right now? Treat yourself to a meal you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. Restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to all your favorite restaurants in your city. Just use the DoorDash app to choose what you want to eat and your Dasher will bring it right to you wherever you are. With over 310,000 other amazing restaurants in over 3,300 cities across the U.S. and Canada... DoorDash lets you order from your local go-tos as well as your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now, our listeners get $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code MBA. You can give DoorDash a try and support the show and get $5 off by just downloading the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code MBA. Again, that's promo code MBA for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. To wrap up today's Q&A Wednesday question from Perry, how do we get our guest teachers on our show? Three major things. Number one, have a show. Be out there in the world. Make it happen and use that podcasting conference hack I talked about. Be consistent and keep your quality up. Number two, build relationships so you can actually seek out people that will be perfect for your audience. And of course, number three, create that hit list so you know who to keep an eye on. All right, thank you so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe right now on whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Whether it's Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Overcast, Himalaya, it doesn't matter. We're on them all. By hitting subscribe, you make sure you don't miss a beat. The next episode downloads to your device automatically, so it's ready for you when you're ready to listen. All right, before I go, I want to leave you with this. One of the things I learned being a podcaster for almost five years is that it takes a while. It takes some time to get some momentum, and it's a long-term game. One of the advantages of being around for so long is that you just outlast people. 
I've seen so many big podcasts in my marketplace, in my niche, in my category business, make a big hoopla and die. They just quit. They stop publishing and you never hear from them again. They're no longer a competition. So one of the best ways to compete is just to outlast the competition. Keep going, keep publishing and keep getting better. Thank you so much for listening. I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.